This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to live as a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's talk about psychosis. Let's do it. First, how was your day? It was good. I don't like saying that my day was busy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to break that habit. Um, my morning was great. Hmm. I did uh, just in full transparency. I don't think I got out of bed until like nine thirty. Nice. Um, this coming from the dude that normally wakes up at like five thirty. No. Um. So. Yeah, it was well. That's not true. I did. I woke up at like seven. Mm-hmm. No, I woke up at I woke up at six, and but I just kind of laid in bed and chilled, and I made some coffee and went right back to bed hmm. and just chilled until I got up and took a shower and got ready and then went to work. Yeah, well, good. Uh, and but yeah, so it was nice having a chill, relaxing morning. Once I got to work, life got crazy. Yeah, but it happens. That. Well, my day was uh, just okay. I had a doctor's appointment yesterday where they did some things to my leg, and it's hard to get up and move around. Yeah. Um, and so I worked from home today. kind of sucks being, like, struggling with just self-sufficiency. Yeah, absolutely. So it was just okay. I mean, I laid on my couch ele- with my leg elevated all day today. Yeah. Um. Because, like, I mean, I can't flip and get around, really. Like, yeah. I can, but, like, it's painful, too. So, yep. I try not to. Um, yep. Especially because I'm going out of town on Friday, and I don't need this thing to be hurting. Um, yeah, I hope it's not, because yeah. it's already Wednesday. Yeah, I know. Um, But my day was okay. Good. At, like, 3.30, though, I got, like, five emails of, like, just projects being dropped on me um (laughs) so i was like i have an hour and a half to get all this stuff done i didn't even get i didn't get all of it done um there's one thing i have to do tomorrow so you know that's sitting on my shoulders yeah that sucks because you kind of want because typically you're done working by wednesday for your day job aren't you typically yeah so i had to take off yesterday so, oh, to go to the doctor. Yeah. Well, to go to the doctor and do something for my field practicum. But Got yeah. you. Um, which, you know, it yeah. is what it is. Yep. So, psychosis. All right, let's do it. Everyone has to be familiar with psychosis in some way, shape, or form. Well, I was going right? to say, can you just give like a general definition of psychosis? Because I feel like that's a word that gets thrown around a ton too. It, it is. Um, so I'm, I'm actually just going to read what this says, and that should be sufficient. Uh, once again, coming from um, the Department of Mental Health. I don't remember the source off the top of my head. Go look at uh, older resources. It'll tell you. Uh, or older episodes, it'll tell you. Um, but psychosis describes a mental health challenge in which a person has lost some contact with reality. The person may have hallucinations and delusions and severe disruptions in thinking, emotions, and behavior. Okay. So it is essentially a loss of reality. For any duration of time or is there like, does it have to be for a certain length of time? 
I mean, I'm not actually sure. Hmm. Okay. I don't. I don't think it has to be because people can have what we're about to talk about psychotic episodes. Okay. Um, without them being like them having significant duration. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and typically these episodes happen um, in three phases. So we have the prodromal phase, which is just very basic. Um, okay. It could look like a number of things. It could look like depression, anxiety, uh, sleeping disorders. Um, honestly, it's just a very basic place, right? Um, social withdrawal. Right. Okay. It could look like a number of different things. Um, but this is where it starts. Okay. Then it moves into the, the acute phase. Okay. Uh, Once again, <laughs> the acute thing. I, I wish I understood that better. I know I don't, but it's okay. As the person becomes unwell, they may start showing psychotic symptoms such as delusions, hallucinations, and disorganized thinking. Okay. Right. So this is, it, you can see it slowly elevating. A progression. Yeah. Um, or escalating. Yeah. yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Escalating. Yeah. It, because it starts out at a very basic level. It looks like it could be anything. And now you're starting to see like actual symptoms okay. of psychosis. Okay. Right. Delusions and hallucinations. Now the difference between delusions and hallucinations. Hallucinations you are seeing something, seeing, smelling, hearing, tasting your, your senses. You are experiencing your senses in a way that is false. Mm. So, for instance, if I looked across that room and I saw a being standing right there, that is a hallucination. Okay. A delusion is a false reality. Um... So, okay, I'm trying to process the difference between those. So, a false reality is I, even though I'm in the safety of my own home, all the doors are locked, I'm in no threat, I don't feel safe. That's a delusion. Um, that could be a number of things. That doesn't have to be a delusion, though. Okay, so, so give me an example of a delusion. I climb up on the top of your house. And I jump off, and I expect that I'm going to fly. Okay. Right. Or, you know, I wake up tomorrow morning, and I f all of a sudden believe that, I don't know, I'm George Clooney. Right. Okay. Um, okay. I see it. It is a construct of life that is false. Okay. Got right? it. Right. Just at a very basic level. Okay, so one one is visual, the other is construction. It doesn't have to be visual. Well, but something, yeah. Something in which you experience, is, experience your senses that is not real. Okay. So yeah. I could taste blood in my mouth. Oh, and okay. not actually have blood in my mouth. And that falls under the category of hallucination? Yes. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Okay, interesting. Hearing scratching on the walls. Banging oh. on doors. Okay. Those are hallucinations. 
Are, are hallucinations more common in trauma victims? Um, I would say that that's probably true. Okay. I don't have debt, data on that, but like okay. I would say that's probably true because we see that, uh, we see hallucinations in post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see that being possible. Okay. Um, then, it, then we move into the recovery phase. So just like we always talk about, there is not, um, there is always a way out of these sorts of things, right? Um, a psychotic episode doesn't last forever. That's why we call it an episode. Right. The recovery phase is essentially the individual coming out of that episode, okay. right? Um, so usually starts um, on like an individual's journey return to their home, like mm-hmm. normal life. So like say you had an episode and I'm, I'm trying to hold back a bias here. And you ended up going to a psychiatric hospital. Okay. My bias, and I'm just going to be honest, those psychiatric hospitals, 90% of the time, are horrible. Yeah, not great. They're horrible. Not great. So that's that was the bias I had to hold back. But, yeah. Eight, um, uh, which counties? Uh, yeah, the, the, one in, the one in Houston, the main one. Um, there's also one in Beaumont. Not great. Neither of them are good. Not great. Neither of them are good. But <clears throat> I digress. <laughs> um, that that goes into a whole big policy issue that we don't have time to get into. But okay. say you're coming out of this psychiatric hospital and you're on your way home. Lots of times that's when the recovery phase kicks in. Oh, okay. Right, just because like you're returning to a normalcy. Okay. Right. Um, so, um, people with psychotic disorders, which is psychosis, right. Right. Um, are at a higher risk for suicide. Okay. As you would expect. Right. Um, I don't know. I would expect that maybe the average person wouldn't, but think about like if your life if you're experiencing delusions and hallucinations all the time and you're healthy enough to realize that these things aren't real. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to, for all that to be over? Yeah. You know, so the risk for suicide makes sense. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. It's very understandable. More than 30%. And this is coming from some researchers. Um, Taylor Hutton and Wood 2015 more than 30% of people with a psychotic disorder will attempt suicide at some point in their lives and one in five people with a psychotic disorder consider suicide over the last two weeks wow so it's a it's It's a it's a big problem well but it's a it's it's not a battle for a season it's a battle until you get your psychosis under like control under control yeah. and like one in five in the last two weeks yeah and 40 percent over the lifetime of their psychosis 30 30 percent 30 percent yeah that that's a that's a battle that you're gonna have for the duration of your until you get it under control whether you get on meds or 
therapeutically it gets What's the, fixed. Do you know what the percentage of people that have um, episodes of psychosis uh, versus those that get on antipsychotic medication are? Hmm. Like how many of it can resolve in therapy without antipsychotics? I don't know. That's a good question that I wish I had thought about before we. Well, I'm just this. curious because antipsychotics, just the medications themselves, because they are so powerful and they directly affect the neurons in your brain. I mean, there are times where there are severe long-term effects uh, of over usage of yeah. heavy antipsychotics. Yeah, and. Just as a general rule, this is what we say, right? In the world of mental health, don't. So, okay. Here again is a bias that I'm about to show. And I'm going to straight up say there are people that disagree with me on this and that there are a camp of people. I say that's influenced by um, pharmaceutical companies. Mm. Uh, But. You don't hand out drugs until you try to fix it with therapy first. Yeah. Right? That's just like a general rule that people in my camp take. Okay. Right? If you think that therapy no longer works or could also still work in conjunction with meds, you refer out to a psychiatrist. Okay. But only once therapy and your interventions have proven not to work. Okay. Got it. So, even with a a person experiencing psychosis, um, I would still start with therapy before we went to meds. Hmm. Okay. Because it could still work. Yeah. And one, sure. meds are expensive. Two, they have very detrimental things that they can do to your brain. Yes. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, there are some people that even have, like, the muscles in their face change because of heavy and prolonged antipsychotic usage. Well, yeah. So that that's definitely a part of it. I mean, it's um, just, it, it affects every part of your person. Yeah. And then it can screw up your um, chemical imbalance mm-hmm. or your chemical balance, right, as well um, for after prolonged use. Um, and not only that, you can get it, become addicted to them. Yeah. And so you have withdrawal symptoms. Oh my gosh. Um, it, it's literally, it's a mess. Yeah. That's why it's a last resort. Yeah. That's hard. So now we can't talk about psychosis and we have to do this pretty quickly. We can't talk about psychosis without talking about schizophrenia. Mm, okay. Um, schizophrenia is a subset of psychosis. Right. Okay. Um, and approximately 5% of people with schizophrenia die by suicide. What percent of the U.S. population has schizophrenia? Um, Diagnosed, obviously. Don't I don't actually have that number. Oh. Um, excuse me while I look it up. Even still, I mean, you realize that just in the few weeks that we've done this, we're at like a significant portion of the American population die by suicide from mental health related issues. So psychotic disorder. So this, I mean, pre-COVID stat, take this with a grain of salt. Um, Psychotic disorder statistics estimate that between uh, 
0.25 and 0.64% of people in the U.S. suffer from a psychotic disorder. So we'll say 0.5. So half of 1% is 330 million Americans. Mm. 1% would be 3.3 million. So one, you know, about a million, a little over a million. Six and some change. Yeah. Um, have this, and you're saying 5% of them die? Wow. Uh, well, 5% um, of people with schizophrenia, not necessarily just like a psychotic, just general psychosis or a different psychotic disorder, but with specifically schizophrenia. Those are not great numbers. Nope. It's a lot of people. And here's the thing that really gets me about this. Psychosis normally starts in your teens and up through your mid-20s. Okay. Young kids. Yeah. You know, barely even started life. Maybe even haven't started life. Yeah. And they're experiencing psychosis. Yikes. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, that's rough. Um. So, schizophren- back to schizophrenia real quick. Um, once again, and I hate that I have to do this, but once again, schizophrenia does not mean split personality. Like we talked about last week with bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. schizophrenia also does not mean split personality. Okay. It does not mean multiple personality disorder. It does not mean dissociative identity disorder. Okay. Schizophrenia is a psychological term that refers to a change in mental function. Um, okay. And it could um, look like unusual or disorganized thinking is typically what it is. Okay. Um, it does not necessarily mean <laughs> disassociative identity disorder. Okay. Lots of people get that mixed up and it that whenever I correct things like that, it's because it adds to stigma. Mm, yeah. Because it's just misinformed. Right. That um, makes sense. And so a lot of what we're doing here on this in this series is I'm trying to get people to think outside of what the media has shown them. Yeah. Um <clears throat> because Think about it. If you were schizophrenic and people were like, okay, so which of your personalities am I talking to today? Yeah. You know, like, wouldn't you just want to punch someone in the face? Yeah. <laughs> right. And blame on your ulterior <laughs> identity. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so misinformed. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's unfortunate. It's very irritating. Yeah. Because you're entitled to your opinion. Until it starts stepping on someone else. Yeah. And your misinformed impi- opinions are adding to stigma about a large group of people. Yeah. So that's why I correct these sorts of things. I get it. Um, just thought I might have to throw that out there. Um, so throughout history, um, we see times where people have been talked about as being possessed by a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know, we see it in the Bible and we see this as like a real thing happening, yep. right? I'm not trying to say that demon possession um, doesn't exist, right? Because we see it happen. Yeah. Um, but when you start getting into probably about the Middle Ages and probably even a lot before too, you have to consider the possibility of demon possession maybe being some level of psychosis. Um, now, in the case of Jesus in the I Am Legion, right? Like, yeah. very clearly demon possession. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, well, I actually think in most... Maybe not in one-offs where it says, and he was there and performed many miracles and exorcisms. Like, Mark yeah. does that all the time. Like, Mark's like, yeah, Jesus is always doing crap. He was doing exorcisms and healings and all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And he went to the next place. We don't really get the stories of what he was doing. Right. Um, maybe in those you could say it, but in the ones where the stories are detailed out. Right, right, for the sure. Exorcism surely did happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely, 100%. I don't want to, I don't, I, and so here, here's my dilemma on the spiritual side. There are a lot of people in the Christian faith that are like, oh, well, mental health problems are always demon possession yeah. or oppression. No, no. False. Just Incorrect. Could not be more wrong. Yeah. But at the same point, I don't want to swing the pendulum the other way. It says it's always, well, it's always mental health and there's and no more demon warfare. possession. Yeah. Uh, and oppression. Like, I think both of those things can exist. And as and a matter of fact, they're not even mutually exclusive. Why not. can't someone have both? Yeah. Um, I mean, think about it. Like, if you're being oppressed by a demon, possibly even possessed, possessed yeah. you're going to be experiencing trauma. And you're, probably psychosis because you're going to be seeing in or well, what could manifest as psychosis because yeah. you might be seeing into a spiritual reality that you don't normally see yeah um and that could feel like psychosis it could to you um it most definitely would to your psychiatrist yeah exactly <laughs> but in reality it, it actually is demon possession right yeah um and so the reason i bring that up simply is because the only place that you can really go to in the bible for psychosis is demon possession, yeah. right? Um, and like you said, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. I don't think they are. Um, you can have both. Mm -hmm. You can have one without the other. Yep. Um, but they're both real, and they both need to be considered as options. Yeah, for sure. Um, but here's the thing. Just like demon possession and the exorcisms that Jesus performed, and bringing restoration to these individuals and taking the, the evil that is inhabiting their bodies in the case of I Am Legion and casting it into pigs, if that's not a statement, I don't know one. Yeah. Jesus has full control over the evil in your life, whether it's demonic oppression, possession, or it's... A mental health challenge like psychosis Jesus has full control and you can let go and give it to him and we will pray for you and with you 
or restoration. <laughs>